0: If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Hello and good morning. It is Saratoga today here on the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Krauts. Thank you very much for joining us live here this morning on a beautiful Saturday morning, at least here in the Chicago area. And from what I understand, a nice morning out on the East Coast in Saratoga as the rain has moved away. I'm here with co-host from the East Coast. I'm Maryland Pete Visco. How are you doing this morning, Pete?
1: I'm great. How's it going, Howard? I feel like doing a first time starter. My first day on the Saratoga Today show. It's It's a pretty special day.
0: Yeah, well, I think you have a little bit of experience of uh, co-hosting and hosting on the show. Yeah, so. yeah, you know,
1: but you know, I like to treat everyone like it's their own thing, so we'll treat this one as different. It's it's a special one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, they're on the turf today, Pete, which is great. Yesterday was was unfortunate; a lot of scratches. Listen, that's the way it is at Saratoga sometimes. But it happens. You move on, you turn the page. Everything's on the turf today. We do not have scratches yet um, at Saratoga, which leads me to something I want to mention right away: is that it's very possible starting next week we're going to. Uh, bump this starting time of the show forward so that we can get scratches this is uh, a living and breathing show right pete so we're gonna make some changes as we go along we'll we'll inform everyone of course uh through twitter and our youtube channel but it's possible starting next week we will start later than uh 10 a.m eastern but tomorrow you and paul will be you'll be hosting tomorrow morning on sunday uh weather just looks awful for tomorrow so you guys really yeah uh, but anyway, uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, please make sure you subscribe on the bo- on the bottom right hand side of the screen. Hit the notification bell and smash that like button. We need your help. We need your help. We want to see if this show will stick in the morning. We had great viewership yesterday, Pete, and listens as well. So I see no reason why we're going to discontinue the show throughout the meet. But we do need your help. So please smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. You can see our Twitter handles also. On our name tags and then scrolling at the bottom of the screen, you see our shows today at, at 430 Eastern, Pete. We're going to be live back on this YouTube channel from the Crestwood OTB on the southwest side of Chicago for a live show with live patrons, live reaction of the late pick four at Saratoga. So please come back here at 430 Eastern. You don't need five. It's not on Big Fox this weekend anyway. It's, just on, it's on Fox 1 or Fox 2, whatever. Anyway, come back and watch our uh, fantastic coverage of late pick four. <clears throat> we'll be reacting, Pete, from the Crestwood OTB live. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, all those right, live
1: shows are those live shows were good in the past, so that, those are really fun to watch.
0: Yeah, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> you get a lot of interesting things. We've got a a crush your bets type of uh, pick four that we're playing. I love later. it. Very skinny and very large, Uh with many and Matt, Matt Miller
1: special, huh? That's uh, possibly
0: find it. <laughs> hundred times, Pete. Is that possible? That's what I'd like to hear. Hey, oh, that's that the way to do our it, Patrons. All right. Yeah. Anyway, you can listen to us on Apple Pod, a uh, podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. We've got fantastic regular Power Picks through Patreon. We also have our Saratoga only Power Picks. Uh, we're not going to bring up the banners, Pete. We've talked about it quite a bit. Go to our website uh, Monday through Thursday. You can sign up for our one weekend only individual Power Picks. You can still sign up through next Thursday, however, for our full meet Saratoga Power Picks, which are always Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Pete, I just sent them out right before the show. So everyone should have their Saratoga Power Picks written by yours truly, correct?
1: Hopefully. Hopefully we get some winners today. That would be lovely. Keep it going.
0: That'd be great. And then we've got our website. All right, Pete. Again, for those of you who are not part of our show yesterday, here's how it works on the Saratoga Today show that you're watching we're either going to talk about the late pick five or the early pick five at saratoga why because our wednesday night and thursday night shows always cover or might cover excuse me might cover the late pick five so because we already talked about the late pick five on our thursday flagship show we're going to talk about the early pick five this morning and on this show we also talk about stake races. so we'll mention very briefly the two stake races later in the card for more details, Pete, they should watch our flagship show. I think episode 275 from last Thursday night. Sounds right. Okay. Let's go ahead and jump right in, Pete. Uh, we're going to share my screen here and jump right into the first race. Again, we don't have scratches yet. If scratches come up, ladies and gentlemen, please let us know. I do have uh, Andy Serling's Twitter on, and um, we might get scratches as the show goes on. <laughs> uh, the first race, Pete, and I talked about this, Paul, we talked about this Thursday, is your typical really good baby race it's for two-year-olds are going five and a half uh furlongs on the dirt it's a small field of six and there is a buzz horse here for sure and the buzz horse is number one pirate and <laughs> ortiz um i have some workout information that i'll share with the viewers but this one is an expensive uh buy um out of omaha beach or excuse me buy omaha beach uh, by a d'oro dam called Treasure. And this is a, a half to National Treasure. So this 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 one could be any kind. Let me go ahead and I'll put our picks on the screen here just a second Pete, as I'm going through a thousand different banners. You know how this is. Here we go. There's our yep. picks on the screen. I'm going with Pirates, uh, but you are going with another inching horse, the number four special element for Mott and Lascano, a horse by Copper Bullet, which is a first crop sire.
1: Yeah, I I figure, you know, if we're going to if we're going to start the day off, obviously, like you said, Pirate looks like the most likely winner, especially based on the buzz, based on the works, based on the connections. Omaha Beach, we'll see. He's probably going to turn out to be pretty good, I would assume. But I, you figure, let's take a shot. You know, anything can happen in a first-time start. You know, you could start bad. Anything can go wrong. So I, I liked a little bit. I like this four horse. I, I think if you look, there's a couple things. First of all, $260,000 purchase, and Copper Bullet only only studs for $7,500. So right there, I, I kind of like that. You always like that big disparity between purchase and stud. And then, uh, honestly, I I think Copper Bullet, he hasn't had a bunch yet. So he's new as a sire. We don't know a ton about him. Yeah, you can go to that. So he's one for 10 first-time starters only, which isn't the best, but five for 10 in the money, three in second, which I like. And then from a dirt sprint standpoint, he's seven for 14, I think, if I saw that correctly. He's seven for 14 in the money in dirt sprints. Asperson also,
0: already sent out one for Winchell that got an 81 buyer first. Yeah. Uh, Ponce de Leon, great name. Should be, a, a, cool should be name. a Florida bread, right? But it's not. Uh, Kelsey Dana <laughs> ran a 70. These copper bullets ha- have come out firing. And Pete, uh, we should hope so because we actually uh, co own or have a piece of a horse by Copper Bullet that is debuting today, by the way, at Colonial, Colonial in yep. Race One. And I'm so embarrassed that the name is a copper missile. Copper yes. Missile yep. is yep. the name. So if you are a fan of the HHH Racing Podcast, cheer on Copper Missile uh, in race one at Colonial today. That is co-owned by myself, Pete, Paul, and Kyle Roscoe. We all have small pieces. Anyway, yeah, let's, I digress. Let's kick off.
1: let's kick off both cards with a copper bullet win is the oh, way that, I'm, is the way the I'm looking copper, at it.
0: copper double. Anyway, this is also half to some nice horses. This one could be nice. The workout report, uh, let me sh- share that with everyone. The last workout was a B minus rating. Um, didn't break well earlier in some of his works, broke better in the work of the last work with a B minus, which a B minus is a pretty good grade for a first or first time starting two-year-old Pete
1: yeah yeah it's not I mean I, again if you look purely at sort of the works and the buzz I think you have to lean on the one which is where you went now yeah. one other thing uh, Bill Mott's been been pretty hot with first time starters so and I, I don't know if you always think of him as a you know fast out of the gate with some of his horses but a couple quick stats Mott and the Jose Lascano combo five for 14 wins, nine for 14 in the money, first time starters in dirt sprints. And in, in, in the past year, it's five for 10, six for 10 in the money. And then Mott overall first time starters on dirt in just like the past seven months or so, 10 for 28, 33%, 18 for 28, 63% in the money. So he's just been on fire with these. So I figure, you know what, let's take a shot. If we can beat what I imagine is going to be a, you know, he's what four to five pirates, four to five morning line, I assume maybe lower when we actually get to the race. So. I I don't know. We'll
0: see. Um, let me, I mean, it depends. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Let me get a little information on pirate. Um, got a B plus workout, which is really good for a first time starting two year old. Um, didn't break great in the workout from the gate. But came home like an absolute train. Now, when you're breaking from the rail, Pete, going five and a half, you better break okay. If this horse breaks slow, that's going to be a problem. My guess, and this is pure speculation based on all the information, is that this horse might not have the lead, but will be coming. You know, will, well, well, and be, and, and we'll i be read coming Finch late that. for sure. And um, if he breaks decent, he's probably gonna be tough to beat. Three hundred fifty thousand again. Uh, by Omaha Beach, a half the national treasure, has been working well. This this could be a horse you might hear about uh, in the Breeders' Cup in November. I don't want to jump the gun, but listen, th- there's there's buzz on this horse. You might be right about that three to five. We'll see. If this horse is like eight to five, Pete, or two to one, that'd be a little cold. Then, if this, then, horse yeah. is, this horse, yeah. I think, will be very well bet.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, no. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, with Pletcher Irad, I don't think that's gonna happen with those works and, and sort of with the buzz. I think this horse is gonna be pretty low.
0: Let me let me talk about number five. I'm very interested in number five. Arteta. I didn't have I didn't get dirt stats on George Weaver first time, Pete. I'll have you look that up. I know he's been good on turf with first timers, but if you can look up his dirt two year old first time, yeah, I'll starters, look it up while you talk. That'd be great. But Arteta, ladies and gentlemen, let me go full screen here. Arteta has been working very well. Uh, a B and a B minus, but is supposedly very quick out of the gates. And when you're going five and a half, you want to be quick out of the gates. The breeding is good. Take charge Indy is more long distance, but street sense on the damn side. Uh, this horse supposedly is quick. So I have a feeling this horse is going to break very well from the gate. So it could take them wire to wire. Pete, yeah, those uh, George Weaver would stats. You, would, you, would you like a
1: right? nice poo-poo stat for the for the sure, five, as we like to poo-poo. say on our show? It to poo-poo. George Weaver, first-time starters on dirt at Saratoga, specifically 0 for 17 wins and 3 for 17 in the money. So,
0: what is he else? Take out Saratoga though, if you
1: don't mind. Well, that's the thing. He's 17 percent anywhere else on dirt, 41 percent in the money. So, but that's some of the reason why you want to drill down sometimes in these stats because the the broader stats look good, but sometimes the more specific stats change and they flip the other way so you just want to pay attention again none of these we always say that and we give a lot of stats out on this show none of them should be the ultimate decider they're just a data point amongst all the other data points you're considering
0: uh we've got a lot of uh, listen again we're not going to show as many comments as we usually do on our night shows based on our time constraints but terry frank at the bottom of the screen morning gent nice shout out by seth Marrow. On Capital OTB TV this morning, we we do some advertising now um, on Capital OTB. So uh, thanks to Seth Miro for giving us a shout out. We got a lot of people again watching uh, in the chat. So please make sure you keep commenting in the chat and talk to each other. Let's go ahead and move on, uh, Pete, to the uh, next race. Race two. Race two is a starter allowance 50. Six furlongs on the dirt. It's a field of seven. The morning line favorite is pretty heavy favorite. The number two, Sugar Gray Leonard. Great name for you boxing fans. Dutro and Sayez. Let me go and switch the banners. And you're going to see that neither one of us are going with the two. Look at that, Pete. We are both going with the five to one morning line. We have the exact same picks. Six to one. David Jacobson and IRAD with Isotude, a closer. What do you like about this one, Pete?
1: Well, one thing we always look for, I, I think a lot of people may be handicapped this way, is you look at look at the favorite first and say, How's the favorite look? Do they look do they look beatable? And and this two horse, while solid, don't get me wrong, one for eleven, which is a decent enough sample size at this point. Not exactly a finisher. So not exactly one that you can rely on, especially when you're looking at a morning line of of nine to five. So in this race, you're like, well, let's let's try and beat this favorite. It seems like a logical favorite to take down. So with Isitude, with a, a horse now, let's let's go with one who again has run eight times. So that's a pretty decent sample size. But there's things that have changed also. So now the the now we're moving into the Jacobson barn off of two pretty nice races had to drop down to maiden 30,000 to get that win, but it was a solid, it was a pretty solid win came from behind, got a little bit of pace up front, then comes back runs a decent second into a pretty slow pace and was still closing into it. Now we move to Jacobson, we pick up Irad, which is fantastic. The Jacobson Irad combo, seven for twelve wins uh, in dirt sprints and eight for twenty-three wins, thirty-five percent overall. So picking up Irad is always a plus, especially with a horse that you know can come off the pace and pass horses. So there's just a lot that I like about this horse, and I think um, I think this one could be on the upswing, and hopefully the move to Jacobson kind of facilitates that a little bit. What did you like? I mean, you have him on top as well.
0: I love this horse sort of speed. This is an angle that I like, where you have a lot of speeds. Now we don't know how the track's going to play. It was, it was definitely outside bias day one. Yesterday was, I thought a little, more, it was pretty fair, but a little more inside bias. Closures did okay. There's just a lot of speed. The ones got speed. The fours got speed. The fives got speed. It looks like there's a lot of need the lead type speed, and I love the claim off of Jacobson, yeah. Everything you mentioned. This is the best closer in the race in theory. I think Isatute is absolutely fascinating in this race. I really like Isatute. I don't – Sugar Gray Leonard, we already showed the PPs and we need to move on. But who's to say Sugar Gray Leonard can handle a fast dirt course, Pete? I mean, they've tried to get the horse on the turf, and he's, his better races are on wetter surfaces on the dirt. He hasn't proven yeah. himself at all to be very fast on a fast dirt course. I he can win, of course, but I'm against them a bit. As I mean, you are, are, are you a little
1: man. surprised by the I'm, I'm a little surprised even by the nine to five morning light? I mean, I, I just don't on paper. If you looked at this without the odds, I don't. And by the way, just for for our for our co-host, Paul lost to Dracon or Dracon. I forget how to pronounce it in the last race. That is a horse that is partially owned by our lovely co-host, Paul Halloran's wife, I guess. I don't know if Paul has the piece or it was a gift for sure. his wife, I it's think. Zilla, so. they got a part of Zilla. Yes, I think, yes, so. yes, yes. So, by uh, the way, one with, show, no. one with Ray handled
0: one with a Zilla horse yesterday, 20 to 1. In the- I guess the- I
1: saw place. that. That is excellent too. Um, friend of friend of the show, obviously. See, we got
0: a I'm sorry, we got a ton of people watching. Thank you very much for watching. Again, this is the HHH Racing Podcast. It is Saratoga today. It's our morning preview show where we cover all the stake races and either the late pick five or the early pick five in detail today. It's the early pick five. If you want late pick five information by, by our Saratoga power picks or watch our Thursday night flagship show from this week, episode two Let's move on to race three right now, please. Race three is the main special weight mile 16th on the turf. It's for older, Phillies and or three-year-olds and up, uh, Phillies and mares. It's a nice big field as of now of 11. There are some MTOs. They're, they're going to be out. This race is going to be on the turf. It's an 11-horse field. The Moyline favorite is number five, Vanished, for Pletcher and Sayez. And I go ahead and switch the banners here. You're going to see we are completely different here. I'm going five one seven. Pete is going 6 five ten. So I have two horses in the mix that Pete doesn't have and vice versa. I guess, Pete, that means it's wide open. You're going to, but we are both, I'm sorry, you're going with the sixth. a uh, Taciturn, a first-time starter for Chad and Irad. But this is not your usual breeding uh, for a uh, Chad first-time starter on the turf.
1: No, it is not, and and but I don't think I I wasn't overly concerned about it. There may or may not have been a write up of this horse in the Saratoga Power Picks today. We would have to (laughs) for the people who purchased it, they will have to read it themselves. Otherwise, you'd have to be surprised and make sure you purchase next week. Yeah, this one isn't. My thought was first time starter against sort of others who have already started, a little bit more experienced. There's not much on the work tab. The breeding doesn't scream turf. So I I see everything you think about it. I guess the thing is Tappitt's sort of pretty decent on everything. I mean, not outstanding on the turf, but it's not like his horses are bad on the turf. On the dam side, it's a little stronger on the dirt, but does have some solid turf routers if you look at sort of the progeny on the dam side. Another thing is we're starting this horse out at a mile and a sixteenth, which I like. And obviously the Distance is not going to be a concern at all for this horse. I mean, it screams routing all the way around. So, if this horse does take to the turf, then which I'm hoping it does, and we're not exactly trying to beat—you know—we're not beating English Channel, and uh, you know, you know, we're not (laughs) beating—we're not beating the top-notch turf horses in the world here. So, I think if this horse does have some talent. It's still a Chad Klarovich with Irad, so the connections are fantastic. There are some solid enough works on the dirt to where I think this horse is at least, you know, at least is performing well in the mornings, well enough in the morning. So at five to one, if we get that price, again, trying to beat a favorite that I just don't think is anything special. So if we could take down a favorite again, I'm all for that.
0: The Chad Brown horses, you have to be careful. They are often very well bet. We know that. He can win with a horse that's not well bet at like five, six, seven to 1. I've seen it many, yeah. many, many times. Not as much as Saratoga, but more at Belmont. So just because this horse might not be taking as much money, which is my gut feeling for a Chad Brown, doesn't mean he can't win. I'm a slightly dubious of... The pedigree, although there is turf in the pedigree, we'll see. The other thing is this horse doesn't have any turf workouts, which I found no, a little bit yeah, unusual, not. Pete. Now, they could have gone up to the Oklahoma you know, training track at Saratoga and put this horse on turf. So, I don't know. Some mixed signals for me, but this horse obviously has a, a big chance if he's ready to run for Klerovich. I'm going with Vanished. I'm sort of chalking out a little bit here, at least on top. There's not a lot of early speed, at least on paper. Uh, this horse has run well. In his first two, or her first two, I don't know if she's a superstar here or not, but I think uh, she's going to have the lead. Speed plays well in these turf races as the Clip Thoroughbreds. Um, I like the five. I am very interested, though, in the one quite a bit. And we're not going to show the replay. It came from Europe, although I did watch the replay. It was pretty good. This horse is also working very well, number one, uh, Isola, or Isola. Um, I'm trying to look at the workouts. I think got a positive workout report. I'm looking down on my screen because I've got the workouts. Yeah, I got a, got a B, got two solid B as in boy workouts. So this horse is working well for Jack Sisterson. I liked what I saw in the European replay. I think the number one is very live, And then very quickly, I do want to show the seven. I bet the seven heavenly appointed in the Delaware debut. And I thought it was good. Um, she's the 10. I just want to show the stretch run real quick if we can get to it. She ran really well. She was very professional. She's splitting horses. there, about to come up in about fifth. And now she's uh, coming up the rail. Watch what happens in the stretch here, Pete. Um, She tips out again. This is a first time starter. And she's a little green. She starts lugging in. You see the jock goes left-handed and she's going to lug in again. You see, she's jumped leads right there, bumped with this horse. The the jock's not even going to the whip really because – He's trying to straight her out, but watch the gallop out, Pete. We've talked about gallops out a lot. She finishes second, but past the wire, once she sort of straightens her out and realizes, you know, what her job was. I realized the race is over at that point. Look at this Pete. This is a solid gallop out past the winner. I know some people say it doesn't matter to me. It does matter. I think I've proven on the show. Many, many times that it can matter. So number seven here, heavenly appointed Pete, I think is interesting, especially because she has experience.
1: Yeah, I like the the jock. We're getting a jockey upgrade too to to Johnny V. Graham Motion, (laughs) Graham Motion, one for twenty seven and made in special weight turf routes at Saratoga. Just for the record, but you know none of that matters. But I do like this. I had this horse as sort of a, a teetering between sort of an A and a B as well. So I'm I'm sort of with you there. I think you just want to see a little bit of a cleaner race this time and see, yep. and, but I mean, this is the time where you want to catch the horse before they run that clean one and win. you want to catch him at a price when hopefully, uh, whatever her issues were in that race are straightened out. Now,
0: um, Charles B in the chat, uh, sorry. Um, our Stephanie, let me, let me put that, let me put up her comment. We got so many great people watching the show. According to our Stephanie, again, another new person, there are a lot of new people in the chat. So if you're new to the show, thank you very much for joining us here on the HHH racing podcast. Our Stephanie at the bottom of the screen says the Niver website shows fast and firm. Um, I don't think it's going to be firm. I, I, I don't want to question what New York is saying, but if that is true, if it is firm, it's much more on the good side of firm. They, they got some moisture, but it is pristine Pete. So, you know, it's not like it, they've only ran once. And so obviously um, the ground is very, um, high quality, I should say. So even if there is moisture, uh, the grass will soak it up and it's probably going to be, uh, fair, I would say today.
1: Yeah. It's also hard to, I mean, if you get too bogged down and trying to gauge, well, is it, is it closer to fast? Is it closer right. to it closer to good? Is it closer to, you know, whatever it is, if you're, you're trying to gauge all that and you don't really know if you just look at a horse and they just hate it when there's any kind of cut or really love it when there's some sort of cut. Then maybe you upgrade or downgrade a horse, but you, you can't get too bogged down unless you know it's just like a, you know, it's definitely off and it's something definitely wrong and, and it's sort of a little more boggy. I, I mean, I don't get too wrapped up and if a good horse no. is going to win on the surface, no matter what I think.
0: Uh, We are going to go a little longer than half an hour today because it's a Saturday. We'll probably go to about 1045 Eastern, everyone. We're not bumping into any other shows. So uh, thanks for joining us here. Let's talk about race four. Not much to talk about here, Pete. Other than the fact it is one of the best older Philly and turf races in the country every year. It's the Diana grade one, better known as the Chad Brown Invitational lately. They're going a mile and eighth. Uh, Don't misread the screen, folks. There's five. Phillies and Mare's running and four of them are trained by Chad, including the incredible, I think we can say superstar at this point, Pete, the number two in Italian. I mean, what are you going to say? This is just an absolute monster who something very, very strange would have to happen for this one to lose today.
1: Well, you know, she's one of my favorites, so I'm always rooting for an Italian. We got the, we got, we got Phil Conti in the chat. I know him and I are always, we're always representing the Italian side. Yeah. What can you really say about her? And I guess we don't really have to talk about her too much. She's fantastic. She gets on the lead. She's strong. She can go all distances. It, It doesn't really matter. I guess the thing that, the thing that disappoints you a bit is when you have a race where there's five horses and four Chad Browns and the best horse here is a speed horse also by Chad Brown. You don't get the intrigue of, is somebody going to try and press her? Is somebody going to try and make her work too hard? They're mo- you, you figure the other Chad Browns are most likely not going to do that. And the only other non-Chad horse, Fev Rover, is sort of a deep closer. So there's no chance of that horse trying to press or push an Italian. So that's the only thing that's disappointing. You want to see her maybe work sometimes, but even when she does, she's still... She still runs them off their feet anyway.
0: Uh, Jennifer Heinrichsen. Jennifer, thanks for joining the show. Another uh, new person joining the chat. The answer is yes. They are on the turf today, Jennifer. All races are on the turf. We're waiting for track conditions, although we heard it might be fast, apparently. Um, Pete, Andy Sterling brought this up yesterday. I think it's worth mentioning. When and if, and I'm going to say when, because I'd be shocked if it didn't. When an Italian goes to the lead and no one challenges him or her, Please, please don't yell into the screen. Why isn't anyone going after an Italian? There are four Chad Browns. Fed Rover, as you mentioned, is a closer. Why would they go after an Italian? There's no reason to. I'm assuming Marcus Segmentation, the number three, who won for our very own Patrick Kunzel on Belmonte. Patrick, if you uh, are watching the show or will listen, uh, hello. Uh, But Patrick Kunzel, I was there in live, so I know. Uh, picked out market segmentation at six to one in the new york i think this horse might be sitting second pete yeah there are different ownerships that is important to mention so it's not like these horses aren't going to try to win even though they're all trained by chad because there are different ownerships but why would you go after an italian you sit with this horse right off and hope an italian doesn't have her day that's the only way this three can win you don't go after an italian then you're killing your own chances, right? Yeah,
1: you just don't. Yeah, you're not. There's no expectation that you, you? can out duel. And if you do, then if you even if you burn both of yourselves out, then you're setting it up for another horse, you know, a fluffy socks to come off the pace. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, and it also it's still a grade one, it's still a $500,000 race. You're still oh. getting second in that race is, is pretty nice too for the ownership group. So, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any complaints finishing behind her, but it, it does make it, it does sort of lessen the intrigue just a bit.
0: For those of you that are not involved in ownership or breeding, and I've become much more involved in that the last year and a half. The broodmare stud value, Pete, goes way up if they can get a placing here in a grade one. I like Fluffy Socks, by the way. This is a horse I've never really loved, I will be very honest. But she seems to be getting better as she gets older, Pete. And even though you know it might not set up for her, I think she's got the best clothes in this race. I'm going with straight two four exacted. Try to get some value with Fluffy Socks. I'm a fan of this horse. I think, again, she's improving, and she's going to have to run well even to beat some of the others because I like White Beam also, the 5. But I'm going to go 2-4. We're both going 2-4. Uh, this is a very all, – all the source does is run, and there will be some moisture in the track. In Italian it hasn't really run on turf that has some moisture. I mean, you never know. It's horse racing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, but I'm with you. I think Fluffy Socks at 5 is getting better. I mean, last time was the first start of the year. I had, I actually had her. I really liked her in that last one to beat Spenderella and she, she runs her race every single time. And again, I don't know if she's going to run down in Italian on the top end, but if a horse like market segmentation does try and go a little bit and does try and win the race as you would hope she would do same thing with white beam, white beams, a little inexperienced. We're not really sure. I think that fluffy socks can run, can easily run these horses down for second. And if you get that price, which I don't know if you will, but if you're getting the fourth choice in the race in a cold exacta, you know, maybe you get whatever. I don't know what it'll pay, but it's better than betting an Italian on top. So you're going to get something positive out of it.
0: I want to comment on the Michael Austin uh, uh, bottom of the chat. Whoops. Excuse me. This is the one that I wanted to, mention um I, I don't think fluffy socks is an a or b horse for Chad. He might maybe a b i mean if she's improving if she's improving michael then i can move her up but i think before you know her last race or two she was basically a C horse or in chad's barn but she is getting better and i don't think she's going to beat an italian but just because you finished second in italian P doesn't mean that it's one of chad's top horses necessarily i mean because there's not a lot of horses in the race so um fluffy yeah. socks might be better than i give her credit for now But I just, I don't know. I'm looking at her buyers, right? I mean, they they really were nothing special until recently. So, no, I
1: mean, it's it's tough. Yeah. You you never think of her because she wasn't the type where you went into a race thinking you you never thought she was the best horse in a lot of these races. And you never, you know, you didn't, Yosi, think she was going to win. You're like, she's going to run a race, she's going to hit the board for sure because she always does. That's what I think of her. So I think of her as sort of that next level down, not like the – although Chad, you know, his top-level horses, I mean, he has an Italian, but he's had a lot of those more second-level horses it feels like lately as opposed to those sort of superstars on the turf.
0: I agree, um, but he's still pretty damn good. I mean, I mean,
1: yeah, I, uh, yeah, those, those second-level horses are – it's like the Applebee's. Like those second yeah. levels are still better than most. It's just not up to maybe their normal par.
0: I'd be happy to own those uh, second-level horses. Yeah, I'll take, race I'll five take is allowance worse. race, allowance race on dirt. Pete six furlongs, New York breads. big field of uh, actually nine because there's an entry. Moreline favors the number eight, Mariachi. Get that Mariachi band ready to go if you're a fan of that type of music. For Kimmel and Carmouche, that's who I'm going with. But you're going with a horse I have second, who I am. Very interested in here. The number four, 19 oysters for Chad Summers of Mind Your Biscuits fame. And Tyler G., who I don't think has a win yet in these first two days. What do you like about the number four, 19 oysters in race five?
1: Well, for our again, for our power picks, this may or may not show up somewhere in the power picks today. So just a little a little teaser for that. Uh, This is one who I thought, you know, know, at first glance, I'm like, well, this is definitely sort of an underneath horse, which I know you like to do those. Hey, let's throw a horse. That's a decent price in the in the first, second, third spots. And maybe a try. But as I look at it again. I look at Mariachi. Mariachi's a nice horse. Agility's a nice horse. I I don't look at them as like super strong favorites that are going to be really, really, really tough to beat. So if you're looking for a horse that maybe has a little bit of upside at a price, you look at 19 Oysters off that debut. That debut was phenomenal. 84 buyer wins by eight. They moved the horse up. I don't honestly just don't know what happened in that second one. I don't know if it was the mile that got him. I don't know if it was just, it's hard to know what happened and what went so wrong in that second race. So then comes back, they cut back to the six and a half breaks way in the back was literally off the screen. If I remember, if I remember the correctly, I was watching it and then like off the screen, off the TV screen. And then, but then runs late has some kick late. Now you get a little bit of a break you, yeah. If you look at it, if you look at it there, we you can keep talking. I'll yeah, show you it. go, go ahead. The,
0: it's going to be the five. We'll see if I can get to the stretch run. Yeah. You won't
1: course. see it. You won't see the five a lot in, in the middle of the race, but you know, just at least runs on and doesn't, doesn't give up, which I like to see now we get the first time gelding. So we get the horse gelding. Maybe there were some problems there because obviously the horse showed talent in, in his debut. So maybe the gelding, I don't know. I'm looking for a horse that if he can recapture that debut form, it puts him right at the top of the, you know, from a buyer perspective, from a talent perspective, and you're getting him at double digit odds. To me, the works have been really good. And again, I don't know when he was gelded. we That's the only thing that sucks. I didn't, I couldn't find a date. Well, or they, they, they,
0: they, they, now the date at the top here, Says May 11th. They oh, it does say date.
1: May 11th. I see well, that, and I didn't see that earlier. I paid it. I saw that, but
0: that does not mean that was the day the horse scales. That's yeah, it's reported right. Or the trainer is reporting. Yeah, it's always like a weird thing, and so. I don't
1: always trust it. That's why I'm saying I never trust if that's right. the the real date. But even if it is, so if you say okay, say it was May 11th, um, May 22nd, 47 and one bullet workout, one out of 60 june 18th we get a you know 48 and three then we stretch out for another workout then we come with a you know one more tightener before this race i just think maybe if that gelding helped and then this could be one too that i think the board could be you know if they start betting this horse then i think there's something up hopefully hopefully they don't and hopefully we can get this price what did what did you like i mean you have him in second
0: well, I just want to – the DRF Clocker Report Just quick information, which I highly recommend for everyone to purchase if you have the resources and the time to look at it, especially at Saratoga and especially with babies. That June – let's see, the July 8th workout uh, was a solid B as and boy workout, and the count was came home sharply. So, there, you know, I, I mean, yeah, he's a closer, like, duh, right? But yeah. it could have been a worse workout. When I see – better workouts or good workouts after a gelding look out.
1: Now, yep.
0: it's got it's got to set up this race has to set up for him. He can't be too far back. I think agility has some ability and agility too. And I do have Mariachi on top. I I guess I'm chalking out a little bit here. But Mariachi faced some good ones already and has done nothing wrong and I like the turn back in the outside post. So, I think uh if Mariachi runs his race, Pete, he might be tough to run down sitting off of agility and yeah, some others yeah. for Carmouche. But I agree. This is the number four, um, 19 orsters is sort of like Isitude, but a better version, uh, a closer in a race. That's got some speed in it at a price that we like at least underneath Pete. final thoughts before we talk about the two stake races later.
1: No, I think we're good.
0: All right. So we are going to very briefly here, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you very much for watching. That's the, um, Early pick five thoughts. Again, we do not give out tickets on our t- uh, Saratoga Today morning shows. If you want more information about the entire card, more detailed stats, anything you want to know, the Saratoga Power Picks are the way to go. Check our website, uh, hhhracingpodcast.com. We also give ticket construction and ideas for our pick fives on the Saratoga Power Picks. Let's very briefly, and I'm not going to show the – um the PPs here, Pete, because we already talked about these races Thursday night. But very quickly, as I go ahead and scroll here on my side, let's go to race nine, the, the Kelso grade three. This is a mile on turf. You see, it's a really nice field of eight. I know you've interested in number six, Filo D'Ariana, who's five to one for Cassian Ortiz.
1: Yeah, and, and I know we got our guy, Mike Austin, in, in the chat here, who is, you know, you and him were giving me some crap about this horse yesterday. But <laughs> I, I, I do think the and, – and we were filled with puns in this race, so you don't yes. want to watch the show just for that uh, on Thursday. I mean, I, I'm agreeing with everyone. I think, though, the the prevailing opinion is that Annapolis looks pretty strong. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, he's an 8-5 to five favorite for a reason. He looks really good. It looks like this race should set up for him. I, I was taking a shot more with – Philo Ariana, I like the price a little bit. I like that. I'm hoping that he can be a little forwardly placed, maybe sit off what I think is some inside speed. Big Everest can maybe either sit off or contest, maybe get first run, take the lead or be on the lead. And then just have to hold off the likes of Annapolis and Casa Creek. But for me, if you were looking from a horizontal perspective, I sort of like the two, six, and eight are sort of the three I would lean on with the seven as a little bit more of a, of a price addition to my tickets.
0: Yeah, I have a very strong opinion. Pete and I are completely different, uh, which is which makes this great. Uh, this game great. If I could get out my. Words appropriately, Pete, there's a lot of speed in this race and midday image. Ice Chuck a lot. Big Everest, Filo Dariana. I know it's New York, it's turf. Sometimes they don't set up. There has to be at least an honest pace. I'm not saying this could be a meltdown, but there has to be honest pace. I do not like the speeds in this race. Big Everett and Filo have gotten a lot of things their own way recently. I loved your top choice, Pete, as you know, last time at Belmont, and he ran huge, but he did get loose. On a, on an easy lead. I don't see that happening here. To me, I'm chalking out. Annapolis and Casa Creed, I think, are gonna be very tough. Let me take off the banner here. Um, Annapolis and Casa Creed are both gonna be very tough. I will say this, Pete. Both trainers, Pletcher and Mott, have expressed that they do not, I repeat, do not want a turf course that has that much give in it. If it stays sunny all day, this race is later in the day. Again, it might be listed firm from what we understand. It's not gonna be firm. But it it should be good enough for them. To me, they just class over the field. Yep. They're both. Uh, Annapolis is more tactical. Casa Crete is the best closer. Anaconda is a bit interesting. I'm not sure. Um, a a true two turn mile race is going to be best for this horse. I'm not sure number seven classes up. I be of all the speeds, I like Big Everest the most. I'm just chalking out here, Pete. I do like Annap- Annapolis the most, however based on the trip I think he's going to get. Um, this is a nice field. Might see some of these horses in the Breeders' Cup mile down the road at San Anita, too.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's a, that's the fun thing about this race. And, I, you know, I love Casa Creed, too, is one of my favorite horses in training, so I will not be upset if, yeah. if he rolls by at the end.
0: Um, Mike Francesa, by the way, for you uh, sports radio fans out in, in the East Coast, has a large piece of Casa Creed. The last race we're going to talk about quickly here the grade three Sanford. This is the boys' version of the Scotterville from Thursday. Two year old, six furlongs. There's a huge more line favorite here, the number nine gold, sweet Pete. Are you going to try to beat this favorite by, uh, for Asterson Ortiz, or you just think he's the goods?
1: No, I hope this horse is the goods. I love the way I, I love the way he runs. I love how he ran in his debut, even though he wound up losing. I, and obviously you love even more what he did in the, in the Tremont. I'm hoping this horse runs off the screen. I'm hoping, you know, you'd love to see just great performances. I, I'm not trying to get cute and, and beat and beat a great horse. So I just really like this horse. I like the running style. I like everything about him. Not a fan of and too much, but other than that, I'm a, I like oh. everything about this horse. Um,
0: is there some backstory behind that? He only is the leading no, all time wins in, with a trainer in North America. What does
1: that mean? Peyton Manning threw a lot of touchdowns, but I could hate him oh. when he played. I mean, you Steve know. Sports. Sports. Where
0: does it's this come sports. from,
1: Pete? I didn't know this about you. I've probably, well, you know, I don't like to, I'm a positive person. I'm i I'm an optimist. I don't like to spew hate when we're on the podcast. I saved that for Paul. That's what, that's what Paul is on. He likes to hate him, but no, I, I really love this horse and I hope he's the goods. And I hope he, like I said, I hope he can repeat that performance. And if he repeats anything close to that last race, there's no one in this field that I think can get close to him. The only horse
0: I want to mention, I agree with Pete. It is a two year old race. Stuff happens, guys. These are two-year-olds. They can bounce a little bit, etc. I'm not trying to beat Gold Sweep either. The only horse I want to mention a little bit is number three Dickens of Florida bred for um, uh, Alvarado and and Zayas. Um, This horse ran very well in his debut at Gulfstream, and we we talked about this Thursday. A horse we have a small piece of ran third in that race called Shards, who's pretty talented and will be running a Colonial uh, in, in a few weeks um, I like what I saw from Dickens I also like the fact Pete that this horse came up to New York early got to work at Belmont now shipping up to here something tells me number three Dickens has talent good enough to be gold sweep I highly doubt it but maybe underneath Dickens the number three to surprise some people at a price, yeah. If you're uh, gonna people, play
1: this race, you're gonna look cold. I, by the way, I like Yo Yo Candy, who ran third to Gold yeah. Sweep. I'll take the shot at 15 underneath and second, but yeah, go ahead, Howard.
0: Now, I was gonna say, yeah, just to see what you wanted underneath, you've got the four. Oh, this sorry. is exacta, yeah, yeah, right, and they try to get some value. It is a big field. I mean, the smallest exacta, God knows who's gonna be second choice in this race. The smallest exacta will probably be four or five to one. I mean, yeah, I mean, if someone gave you a five to one shot and they won P you'd be ecstatic. Right. So pumped. go, you know, try to find that horse. If you think gold sweep is, is an, is an, is an auto here. Moto horse. Try to get that exacta. You can absolutely get value in exactas, especially in a race like
1: this. Well, and a quick question too. We I think we talked about it. Was do you is Gold Sweep the kind of horse that you just single on? Like say you're doing an A B C. Do you just do an A Gold Sweep, or do you back the horse up? That's always a question people have to wrestle with. Do you do you add cost for horses that you don't really think have a shot to win? It's something to wrestle with.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Pete, very happy that uh, we got some sun out at Saratoga today. Again, uh, we didn't; we don't have scratches. We might back up the show, as I mentioned earlier, so we can talk about scratches. Everyone will, of course will check the board and and, and check your ADWs and Naira and, and whatever, but all the races are on the turf. Pete, final thoughts? It's a great day. They got three uh, graded stakes, two in the late pick five, one in the early pick five with the star in Italian. This is your typical Saratoga Saturday. You got Baby races, steak races, big fields, prices everywhere, great weather. This is going to be an awesome day at
1: Saratoga. Yeah. When I was going through and doing the Saratoga Power Picks, so it's a full card, and I was like, the cool thing is we have some potential, you know, we have some big time Breeders' Cup type courses potentially going today, which is great tons of baby races with big fields. So those are ones where there's some opportunity to find prices because, Hey, it's an 11, 12 horse field, you know, not a lot of experience. Maybe we can catch a, maybe that's where you can catch the prices in amongst some of these short, if you're doing sequences, we have in Italian and gold sweep and a couple of the, in all three of the sequences, there's a really low priced favorite. So um, you have to sort of catch it somewhere else.
0: Matt Miller below the video player. Great show. Well-paced. Looking forward to making this a regular part of playing Saratoga. Well done, guys. Matt Matt Miller, thank you very much. Pete, I see close to 200 people watching live on YouTube. That means up to 1,000 people watching on all other platforms. So thank you very much, everyone, for watching Saratoga today here on the HHH Racing Podcast. wish everyone a lot of luck at Saratoga. Crush your bets today at Saratoga. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.